Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Tim Schwartz back with us. Tim is an Emmy Award-winning television producer, videographer, and is the author of a number of popular books, including Tim R. Schwartz's big book of incredible alien encounters. As a photojournalist, he has traveled extensively, investigated paranormal phenomena and other unusual mysteries from such diverse locations as the Great Pyramid in Egypt, the Great Wall of China. He is a writer and editor of the online newsletter Conspiracy Journal, which is a free weekly email newsletter considered essential reading by paranormal researchers worldwide. Tim is also the host of the webcast Exploring the Bazaar, along with Timothy Green Beckley on KCOR Radio, currently.com. Currently, Tim writes a column about high strangeness in Indiana for the magazine Daydrifter as well. Tim, welcome back. It's been a year, and I hope your year is okay. Uh, thank you, George. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're surviving. 2020 uh, is gone, so we're keeping our fingers crossed that 2021 uh, is going to be maybe a little better. We need it. I think everybody needs a boost, don't you, Tim? Yes, I certainly do. <laughs> hey, the story I had before you came on about uh, John Greenwald's Black Vault uh, digging up more and more files, something's going on out there in the UFO community in a very positive way. Don't you feel it? I do, but, you know, I try to keep my excitement down because, you know, as you well know, George, I mean, I've been involved in researching UFOs for many, many years. I can't can't even remember how long I've been doing it. And it seems like every couple of years there's some new excitement that, you know, it's going to be... uh, some uh, some new groundbreaking UFO revelations or uh, disclosure or you know the, the the UFOs are actually going to land on the White House lawn, uh, but so far it's it's never happened. True. So I when I hear news like this, I keep my fingers crossed that uh, that yeah maybe uh, something's going to happen, but. Uh, you know, so far, we've all been been kind of disappointed. It, it, it seems like that this kind of information comes down to us really in drips. You know, nothing ever comes out full force. It's just a little bit here and a little bit there. And I think that eventually maybe these drips will produce an ocean of information. But until that time, I think that we really just have to be patient. Tim, I had uh, Steve Bassett on Monday from the Paradigm Research Group, of course, always pushing for disclosure. And he believes that there's going to be congressional hearings soon. What do you think of that? Mm. Well, considering everything else that's going on (laughs) right now in Washington and with our government, uh, more than likely any kind of congressional uh, uh, information on UFOs, it's it's really going to fall to the wayside. Uh, and, and, and that always seems to happen. I mean, you get some congressmen some senators who become interested in UFOs, and then some uh, either national or international crisis happens, and that falls to the wayside. So, you know, once again, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath uh, to, to, to see this happen. It would be nice but I guess at this point in my life, I'm a little bit um, skeptical. Yeah, 
pessimistic as well that that anything is going to happen in any big rush. How did your interest in UFOs come about? Well, with me, it started uh, like with a lot of other people, you know, at a, at a fairly early age. Though I at first was not interested in UFOs, but uh, I was given an assignment around third grade. Uh, to to do a, uh, a news report in front of the classroom about UFOs. This would have been 1967, 1968, somewhere along those lines. And there had been a, uh, a small UFO flap going on uh, across the United States. And so there, uh, believe it or not, there was actually, you know, newspaper reports. You don't see that very often anymore. And uh, so... I had no idea what UFOs were. I mean, you know, third grade kid. I was more interested in uh, 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 the Indianapolis 500 and basketball. <laughs> you know, typical Indiana, you know, kid type of interest. So, you know, I gave this uh, presentation, and uh, then that that was it for me. Everybody, you know, in my school, I was the flying saucer guy. You know, I was the guy who believed in a little bit green men from Mars. And all that, even though, again, I was not that interested. But what was interesting to me was that, you know, people would make fun of you and then come back later and say, you know, I don't believe in this kind of stuff, but... And then they'd proceed to tell me a story, you know, they were on vacation and their family saw a UFO. Uh, You know, somebody saw their their dead grandmother appear at the foot of their bed. Mm -hmm. Stories like that. And that's what—that's really what drug me into to all this. Were all of these different stories that people were telling me that they weren't interested in telling anybody else, really, or, or getting publicity or, or, or things like that. They just had a weird experience that they had no idea how to classify it, how to how to put it away in their brain as as to what happened with them. And I, and I think a lot of people. They have these unusual experiences, and they they don't know who to talk to about it. You know, it's it's uh, it, it, it throws a lot of people uh, through through a loop because it's such a weird out of the out of the place experience compared to you know your daily normal activities. So you know, I've offered over the years really a shoulder. Uh, for these people to uh, uh, cry on and to tell their stories, and for a lot of them, that's that's all they need. You know, they just want somebody to listen to them and tell them that, yeah, you know, you're not crazy. Other people have had these uh, types of experiences. We don't know what's going on, but I believe that you that you actually had this experience. And for a lot of people, that's all they need. You know, you can almost see the weight lifted off their shoulders uh, after they, they tell it. And they may never tell anybody else ever again, but all they needed was somebody just to tell them that, you know, I'm not going to laugh at you. I believe that uh, that you had a, a, a real experience, and, and that's, that's enough. And to me, that's the most fascinating thing about all of these phenomena, whether it be UFOs, ghosts, cryptid creatures, is that People are seeing and experiencing something, but, um, and, and, and like I said before, most of them, they, they really don't want any kind of publicity. They just want to know that they're not crazy. Absolutely. Now, over the years that you've been involved in this, 
What was the first episode that got you fascinated with ufology? Mm, oh, my gosh. <sighs> you know, um, the, one of the first episodes that, that, that really got my interest was, and, and this, this was really early on, I had, uh, there was somebody who um, was in my school that, that told me about this experience that they had when they had gone out one evening to to take the trash out. Now you have to remember that, you know, this was in the uh, uh, late 60s. So taking the trash out meant you would take the trash out to a bin in your backyard to burn it, all right? So this kid was, uh, was burning this trash, and he said that all of a sudden this star, he said it was, at first it was a star, swooped down out of the sky and turned into a, he said it, it looked like a disc. You know, of course, then, you know, everyone called it a flying saucer. But he said that this flying saucer that was glowing bright yellow hovered overhead, and, and he said it projected a beam of light down into the trash barrel as it was burning. And he said that this beam of light put the fire out, and then it flew away. And, and, and then, you know, he, he ran in to tell his parents what happened, and he got in trouble because he wasn't burning the trash. <laughs> 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 and, and that's really, I mean, you know, here's this kid. I mean, you know, he, uh, like me, no interest in this, this kind of stuff, yet he had this extremely bizarre uh, experience. And um, that was really one of the first, um, you know, I'm not going to say it was, it was, it was a personal uh, a, a, a case, but, I mean, this was somebody that I knew that came to tell me this story. And, of course, I mean, he was adamant, you know, don't you dare tell anybody else uh, what had happened. You know, they'll, you know they'll, they'll make fun of me like they make fun of you. Uh, but it's, uh, it's not that uncommon for people to have these kinds of really unusual experiences, because, I mean, you know, face it, um, a, a UFO flying overhead and putting out a fire, uh, you know, you don't, you don't hear about cases like that uh, very often, but they happen all the time. People have these experiences every day all over the world, and we never hear about them. Uh, the, the, the reports that come down to us uh, that that uh, you know make it into the media, whether it be mainstream or social or or just uh, uh, investigators and researchers talking back and forth to each other, is probably one percent of of all the actual cases that happen, happen to people worldwide. Minuscule. Yes, extremely minuscule. You know, and uh, I, and, and we're really lucky that we get that one percent. You have, you have looked at the possibilities of UFOs trying to hurt people and vice versa. What, do you, what have you unraveled there? Oh, sure. Well, um, you know, uh, Timothy Green, Beckley, and myself, I mean, we, you know, we've, uh, we've written a book previously called uh, a UFO Hostility, and uh, it, uh, you know, that book was overflowing with cases of, of people being injured either 
intentionally or unintentionally by UFOs. And then, you know, the one that we're currently working on, and it's, you know, probably will be uh, finished and published at the uh, 1st of February, which uh, we're calling it uh, um, Alien Lives Matter, It's Okay to Be Gray. That one deals more with the, the, the flip side, where people have uh, intentionally attacked UFOs and, and oftentimes the, uh, the creatures that are seen coming out of them, which... Um, That's not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it, really, it, it really tends to be, I'd say, a natural human reaction. I mean, you know, think about the movie The, the Day the Earth Stood Still. You know the 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 original one where you know the the UFO lands in Washington and the uh, the alien gets out and uh, he's surrounded by uh, the military. Everybody's got his guns drawn on him, and he pulls out this little device and uh, some soldier who panics shoots him. And it turns out that the device was a was like a universal translator where the president could uh, uh, talk to races all over the, uh, the galaxy. But that really is um, uh, a, a normal reaction to people who come across something just totally um, unexpected and, and uh, uh, out of the ordinary for them. Um, I'll, I'll give you a very good example. Now, this was told to me by somebody who, who lives here in Indiana. And uh, he was one evening... He was in a, a, a cemetery, a rural cemetery, and he was visiting the gravesite of uh, his uh, um, his parents. And he said that uh, all of a sudden, this uh, uh, bright object suddenly lit up. It was already uh, uh, apparently landed in the, the line of trees just on the other side of the cemetery. And he said that uh, as he had gotten closer to it, all of a sudden it 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 brightened up and caught him totally by surprise. Out of this bright light came this humanoid figure. He said that it was it was glowing blue in color, but it looked like a, a regular person. Mm-hmm. And it was walking towards him. And he said as it got closer, he got more and more panicked. And as it was almost upon him, he, he said that he reached out to hit it or slap it, just to, you know, to hit it, uh, to try to get it away from me. But instead, his hand went right through it, like like it was a, a ghost. Uh, but this thing never acknowledged his presence. It just was looking forward, and even after he, he said then, after his hand went through it, he kicked at it, but his, his foot went uh, uh, right through it. But this thing just continued to walk past him, this totally oblivious that he was even there, and then uh, vanished behind him. At the same time that it vanished, the bright light uh, behind the trees vanished as well. So, I mean, you know, there, there is a perfect example of the type of reactions that people have to something um, extraordinary. Uh, they, they try to hit it, shoot at it, throw rocks at it. Uh, you know that uh, that seems to be unfortunately a um, a very human response when it comes to something unusual like that, and uh, we have we have lots and lots of uh, of tales of people doing that, uh, military 
especially uh, Air Force, mm-hmm. uh, early on shooting at UFOs, uh, and and of course a lot of times the, there was a very unpleasant response. And of course the same situation with you know individual encounters. Uh, you know sometimes their attacks are ignored. Other times there is a uh, uh, retaliation of, of various kinds. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.